Hello. And welcome to the season finale of Spandex Planet. That's right, episode 10, season finale. Thanks for listening. If you could go ahead and follow me on Twitter, it's kind of a prerequisite. Uh, at SpandexPod, um, I will post links to the podcast and eventually some other kind of fun stuff. Uh, I appreciate the support and thanks for listening. Let's get this fucking thing started. Just watched Money in the Bank. Uh, it not a bad show by any means. I think it was a little Money in the Bank is always one of those shows that I get pretty excited for for uh, whatever reason. And uh, this one was was good. I really enjoyed a lot of it, and then I I did not enjoy other parts of it. Really weird that Daniel Bryan is on the pre-show. Not a fan of that ever huge, huge uh, Mark brother uh, for DB and for the Usos, honestly. I really, truly felt like the, like, I was almost happy that the Cruiserweight match was on the main card, but putting, you know, the Usos and and Daniel Bryan on the um, pre-show, I, you know, I, just weird. Not a fan. Um... Roman Reigns and Elias wasn't really a thing. Bailey and Charlotte, you know. Well, let, let's let's go back to that. So it really started out with Old Becky Two Belts uh, versus Lacey Evans for the uh, Raw ch- Championship. Um, couldn't give a fuck less, to be honest. Um, and uh, it was fine though. And Becky wins, and then she's supposed to face Charlotte later for the SmackDown Championship. Charlotte comes out. Charlotte beats. Uh, Becky, um, which made sense, get both belts off of her, and then Bailey cashed in her money in the bank briefcase that she won earlier in the night, um, and becomes the SmackDown Women's Champion. So I'm cool with that. Uh, I am a Bailey fan because it was always such a, a bummer to get my uh, my girlfriend to watch wrestling, and Bailey was one of the the acts, if you will, that got her kind of into it. So I appreciate Bailey. Um, other parts of the show that stuck out, uh, you know, the Miz did the worst frog splash in the history of earth. He's probably, I think on the last pod, I was talking about how, you know, CM Punk isn't a natural athlete. I mean, in that same vein, the Miz, man, that was really bad. Tadpole splash for sure. Um, not, not cool. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe. It's weird that they're like layering Dominic into stuff. I don't know. Uh, Rey Mysterio's son. I mean, he doesn't look, he looks like this friend that I had in high school. Like he's literally never like lifted a weight in his life. Not that that necessarily matters. It just, he just looks weird. He looks like a kid. So I don't know if they're going to layer him into something or what the plan is, but Mysterio definitely fucked up Joe's face, man. Uh, super cool shot. Probably one of the standout things of the show was, um, Joe's, uh, nose getting all busted and it running down his face with the camera on him it was super cool uh cool shot and i think that'll that should go on a t-shirt the the real like standout match of the night was seth rollins and aj styles uh can't wait to see them again i i as you would expect it was great but sometimes you expect things and uh it ends up not being so great uh and this time was different man it was a awesome match um and i would you know, I've watched it twice and big fan went, you know, like 20 minutes too, which is plenty of time. So that was great. Um, Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens. I don't even like remember to like, to be fair, I enjoy both of them, but I just don't remember what happened. I know Kofi won, but I'm not sure what happened. Uh, Braun Strowman takes Sami Zayn out of the money in the bank match, which I, I figured that would mean that you know, there's going to be either a return or, um, you know, someone will slide in there from SmackDown or something. I feel like I was thinking maybe like Roman, which not, not that that would have been cool, but I had a feeling just because his match with Elias was cut so short. Not that he was even really a match, two moves. Um, but 
I was also really hoping for maybe this was the opportunity to introduce Bray and his new character. Uh, but it was not. Um, the match was awesome. It was fucking crazy. I mean, really, really killed themselves. Some crazy spots. Finn Balor took a ridiculous sunset flip powerbomb onto a ladder. That thing, that really stands out. And just overall, just really um, fucked each other up. And then, you know, Brock Lesnar comes out and just basically grabs the briefcase. And, like, from a business standpoint, I completely understand. Um, and I, I'm not one to usually get upset about stuff. But, I fr- like, that was just so fucking lame, dude. Like, I just don't want to see Brock anymore. Uh, it's just so ridiculous. And I, you know, I know this is going to be him stepping in with Seth again, uh, at the greatest showdown, whatever the fuck that shit's called in Saudi Arabia. And I just like, don't want to see it honestly. Um, and I don't care. Um, and it's just kind of like disappointing that that happened. And I was really excited for Brock to finally finish up and just be, you know, have a UFC fight and then just kind of ride off into the sunset. But they could not match the price that he wanted, and that makes sense. So he's back in his comfort zone, and he draws money, and I I get it. But it uh, definitely was a little bit unfortunate. Um, so that was a really a bummer to close out the show. Uh, and then... You know, as Raw was pretty much what you would expect, except they introduced a title, and I everyone was saying, "Oh, it's going to be the hardcore title." WWE is introducing a new title, uh, and um, I, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be the hardcore title, and I thought it was going to be maybe like a someone had said like a Legends title, and I know they're doing like Undertaker and Goldberg, and so I could see that. And that would be so stupid, but I could totally see that. I thought maybe a swerve and we'll do like a six-man championship, which honestly I would be super down with. But, you know, if you think realistically, WWE has never really been real big on the tag team division. And there's not a lot of tag teams as it is that really stand out. So it wouldn't make sense to do a six-man tag. So uh, the 24-7 title, I was not... Uh, against. I thought that was a cool idea, honestly. It's very similar to the hardcore title, just taking out the hardcore thing. Very reminiscent of the Attitude Era. They even did, like, the weird Warzone thing for the third hour. I'm just really, like, switching things up. And, you know, that obviously is... They recognize that AEW is a direct threat. And and I think everyone, like, sees that. So they're just trying new stuff, and that's pretty cool. Um, They, like, blacked out some of the screen, different color scheme. Very similar to the Attitude Era, uh, like Warzone. And the 24-7 title is not a bad idea. It's fun. It adds an extra element to the shows. Um, and then the uh, the uh, title, though, uh, I mean, one of the worst-looking titles I've ever seen, man. Like, who, who designed that shit, dude? That is awful. If you haven't seen it, please Google a picture. It's terrible. Um, but the uh, show's not, not awful itself and then for smackdown uh kevin owens taking the the daniel bryan uh route not not working the saudi arabia show which you know good for him i think it's funny you know to see like hey don't support wwe um because you know they're in saudi arabia and i actually really sympathize with that point but you know i just I don't care enough about stuff like that because i'm selfish and it doesn't directly affect me but i definitely see you know, that's shitty to support that. And I could see as somebody who has strong morals and I don't want to say everyone else doesn't, but some people put that over, over paydays and over their job. And that's cool, man. Good for them. So, uh, Dolph Ziggler returns to fill the spot because he'll fucking do whatever. And that's good for him too. And, uh, so we're going to get Kofi Dolph that one, you know, I'm okay with that. Like it's, I think that'll be entertaining. I, I honestly don't think I'll watch the show because I don't want to see Undertaker wrestle ever again, especially against Goldberg. And I don't want to see Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins again. And, and I just, I'm not interested. So um, that's that. Uh, I try not to be super negative because after all, it is just like wrestling. It's not that serious, but certain things are just kind of annoying. Um, and you know, it's becoming more and more difficult, uh, to support WWE. Like I love 
pro wrestling and obviously WWE was like the first thing I saw. So you have that emotional attachment, but man, like, you know, Ashley Mazzaro passing away, um, you know, is ruled a suicide and you know, that's super sad, super young, 39. And just like reading some of the transcripts where she was like, I guess like suing and just seeing, you know, who knows if this is true or not, but you know, on one of the, the tours, the, where they go, um, to Afghanistan for the troops. Um, you know, apparently like she was like drugged and raped by like soldiers or something like something crazy. And like Vince McMahon just telling her like not to say anything about it. And like just, just terrible, terrible shit. And so if that something that that's true, like I could totally see why people would be like, fuck that company, man. Um, I've never really lived in that, in that like world. Like people hate Chick-fil-A for example. And while I, I wholeheartedly fucking disagree with, you know, traditional Christian values, like I still eat (laughs) Chick-fil-A because I understand that it's just food and like, it doesn't necessarily mean that I feel the same way. And that's just my opinion. Others feel differently and that's fine. Um, but yeah, man, hearing that kind of shit's really tough. Um, and then you go over to like AEW and it's like, you know, they're the young bucks helping their friend, Brandon Cutler, they, you know, giving him a a full-time job. He's been struggling and just seeing like that emotional, uh, reaction from him and just, you know, it just, it really like is easy to support something else. And especially AEW, man, I think it's a really cool thing. And uh, you should watch that being the elite video where they offer Brendan Cutler that full-time job. It's really, really cool. Um, and then on that AEW uh, note, we have Double or Nothing coming up uh, this weekend. Pretty pretty exciting. Super, super cool show. Um, real um, excited to, to see it and kind of talk about it. And... So with this being the season finale, uh, it'll probably, you know, I'll have like a bye week before season two starts and I'll, I'll probably do two, um, two, two, no, I'll probably do, um, I, I, man, I completely lost my train of thought. Does that ever happen to you? So like I, when I was in high school, I was on, uh, Adderall, um, really bad ADD, ADHD. And it's like obviously still a thing. I'm always talking fast and moving around and jumbling and shit. And uh, I was always in trouble. And uh, it's like my brain like changes channels. And I just changed the channel. And I completely forgot where my train of thought was. But I think I was saying I won't be able to review it right away because I'm going to have that bye week before season two starts. And I think what I was saying is I was going to do 10, 10 episodes a season. But we'll see what's up. Um, double or nothing, I think... Uh, has some real, real crazy, uh, potential. So Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, best friends have a, have a tag match on the card, uh, against Angelico and Jack Evans. I think that match will be really fun. There's something about Angelico, like in Lucha Underground, when I first saw him, it was like, this guy's going to be fucking awesome. And the more that I watch him, like, I don't know, like he's just, it's just not my, my cup of tea a lot of the time. And I haven't seen a lot of him to be fair. So you know, hopefully this, um, gives me, I, you know, I've seen some PWG stuff and, and that's where I, I, I formulated that opinion, but you know, maybe this will surprise me or maybe I will see something that I hadn't before. And as far as the best friends, always a Chuck Taylor and Tremperetta guy. Uh, Chuck Taylor was one of the very first indie guys that I saw, which is really funny. Uh, one of the very first YouTube clips I ever saw was an Omega driver from IWA mid South. I don't remember who it was on or like what the match was, but I saw Chuck Taylor. He had like longer hair. He looked like a 15 year old emo kid. Uh, and it was probably like 2006 maybe or 2007, probably 2007, maybe before that. But it was, uh, that shit was crazy. So always a soft spot for Chuck Taylor. Plus he's just hilarious. Um, we have a six woman tag match with Aja Kong, uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, Emi Sakura versus uh, Hikiru Ishida, Ryo Abe, and Ryo Mizunami. I don't know who the fuck any of those people are except for Aja Kong. And like, I'm just, I'm terrible with like those like Japanese names. And uh, 
I'm sure they're fucking awesome. I don't watch a lot of Joshi, Joshi, whatever that shit's called. Uh, but, you know, it's always really brutal when I see it, so I'm sure they're dope. Uh, got uh, the best ever, Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. Pretty pumped about that. I, I do watch a lot of Sammy Guevara YouTube videos. Uh, so, like him, I think uh, that'll be a pretty dope match. Um, and I, I guess that's a pre-show match. So, um, that'll be fun. Um, the other pre-show match, we have the 21-man Casino Battle Royal, uh, where the winner receives a future title shot against either uh, Jericho or Kenny Omega, whoever wins the main event that night. And I think that's super cool. Um, the 21-man, they all drew a card. Cards, you know, have 21, and that determines their spot. So far, we have Sonny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., Sonny Days, MJF, Joey Janela, Dustin Thomas, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Michael Nakazawa, which hilarious if you watch uh, Being the Elite, Jungle Boy, um, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, Luchasaurus, Sean Spears, or Ty Dillinger, and you know a few guys to be announced. That's probably going to be a lot of fun. Have some surprises on there, I'm sure. Um, thinking probably a uh, either an MJF or Joey Janela. I don't know. I don't actually know what they're going to do. Sean Spears. We'll see. Um, that'll be fun. Um, and then we have... Uh, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray three-way match. I think, you know, building the women's division is, is definitely smart. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, then we have this match I'm pumped for. So SoCal Uncensored, which is Chris Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky versus Stronghearts, um, which is uh, Shima, T-Hawk, and L. Lindemann. So... OWE is a crazy, like, Chinese, I believe, promotion. And some of those guys in Strongheart are... Stronghearts, whatever, are, are fucking crazy, man. It really, like, combines gymnastics with uh, wrestling. And it's it's pretty unique. And I feel like I have seen everything. But uh, seeing them definitely changed some shit. So that match is going to be um, really, really cool. Excited about that one. And then, of course, we have... Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Um, you know, not like extremely excited about this one, but I am, I, I always really enjoyed gold dust. So <sighs> Dustin Rhodes is a little, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely a great wrestler. I just, I don't know. This match probably won't be the like standout of the show, but it's, I guess it's cool to see. Um, and then we have the young bucks versus the Lucha bros, um, for the AAA world tag team titles. This match is probably going to be fucking crazy. Two of the best tag teams in the world. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Going to be wild. Um, and then, of course, we have our main event, um, which is Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. And uh, the winner of that one will go on to face the winner of the Casino Battle Royal for an AEW championship match. I feel like, I mean, they'll go with Omega, and Omega will probably, you know, pull out the first championship win. Uh, I would be surprised if Jericho did. It, it's very possible. He's gotten into great shape um, and at MMA gym has a new finisher, the Judas effect, which is a spinning back elbow. We'll see how that looks. Uh, Jericho, you know, always have faith in him, but uh, he did tweet out after Lesnar grabbed the money in the bank briefcase, like took some shots at WWE for like putting over the young guy and building future stars, which is funny. So if he wins that match with Omega, like he's going to get shit on. So hopefully he doesn't. Um, doesn't seem like a ton of matches for, for the show, but that's probably a good thing because they're all probably going to get some time and be fucking crazy. So real excited about that. I'll probably talk about that uh, when I come back, uh, which will be in a few weeks. So um, that'll be fun to talk about when that happens. So let's move on to the story time portion of things. Uh, I'm going to talk about probably the biggest company that we worked for, um, as far as like money and just like talent on, on the shows. I'm not going to go super in, in, in depth with like a lot of the shows, but I'll definitely talk about the first one and kind of how things got started. So, um, <clears throat> Mikey and I, and Zach, Zach, we introduced him. I've talked about this as our manager, JQD. Um, and we were a great trio. Sometimes we would bring our buddy Chance along also, and he would come out and film us, and we would call ourselves the, or we'd call them the Entourage, and we would have, you know, personal crew with us. Um, and that was a lot of fun. 
definitely picked up some steam at least like middle tennessee area we're getting offers for bookings which was was pretty unique um stayed pretty true to uh, ppw had a good spot there had a lot of fun a lot of freedom but those shows i can't remember what happened um i i do feel like they tapered off a little bit um you know we were doing like random shit. Like I remember we got offered a booking in Elkmont, uh, Alabama, <laughs> uh, which is funny. I feel like the place is called Donna's. It's like a weird like diner, uh, like bingo place. Yeah, I think it was like literally a bingo place. It's really small in the middle of nowhere in Alabama. And like the people that were there were folks literally that were just there to like play cards or like eat or whatever. And there's just a ring set up. So we got booked there. And a lot of the guys that worked there were very, very Southern people. And uh, not that that's bad, but I just mean like they were very Southern style and like, that's not our style. And I'm not gonna like we being 20 years old, like we're not going to conform to that style. Um, you know, we're going to do what the fuck we do and, uh, it is what it is. So, um, you know, everyone was really nice there to, to be fair. And so we're in the back and we're getting ready and everyone's like cool and asking what we do. And, and, uh, you know, it, it was one of those experiences where we were pretty like worried about how that was going to go, like who we were going to work and Mikey ended up, they split us up. We had singles matches. Uh, Mikey ended up having just an awful match against an awful worker, which you would assume. There was like a spot where he like does a sunset flip and the guy wanted to like chop him on the head or some shit. And uh, literally he like stepped on his fucking balls. <laughs> and that's pretty much the highlight of that. It was a terrible match. And so I'm like, great. But the guy that I worked was actually a guy um, who had been signed to WWE, right? And you would not expect that in this venue that we're working. Um, but it, he was, I, I wish I could remember his name. Um, big African-American gentleman, big dude, like like three 300 pounds easy, probably less than that, but he was huge. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel like he was like a football player and got recruited out of like college football, went to the performance center um, when it was first, or no, he went to Florida, Florida championship uh, wrestling. This is a little before NXT and, um, you know, I was training there and then got released and, uh, he was a super cool dude, super nice dude. Um, green as I was also. And, uh, we worked out a cool match, man. Like I had a lot of fun with him. We, we tried to really leverage the big guy versus the, uh, the, the smaller guy. Um, so I remember this match really well because it was like one of the first matches where I wrestled in a really weird place against like a dude who I felt like had, I mean, he trained with like the FCW trainers. I feel like that was like Bill DeMott maybe at that time still, maybe Billy Gunn. Like, I mean, like pretty crazy. Um, and uh, anyway, we opened up and just, you know, I threw a lot of kicks and he, you know, threw me around. And, uh, I remember finally I hit him with like a big, like triple H style flying knee and, you know, it, it, he, he powdered out, which is, you know, rolled out of the ring. And I remember this guy in the crowd, like, Hey man, big things come in small packages. And it's really funny because like, I, I'm like, I, I, he was definitely way bigger than me and probably to these people in the crowd, I looked small because of that. And, and I didn't weigh a lot. I was probably like 180 pounds, 175 pounds, but I'm like six one. So like, I'm not like small. And so that always made me laugh, but it was fine. It worked for what we were trying to do. Um, he let me get a bunch of shit in on him, mostly kicks because he's big. and like, I'm not going to fucking suplex him or anything. Um, he cut me off. He, you know, beat me up a lot. And I remember he went for a splash in the corner and I move. And then I did like the rope hung, like Enziguri, like Finn Balor style kick. Um, he went over, I did the curb stomp. Um, and then, uh, I go up top to go hit, uh, like a, a flying elbow. Um, I remember I really wanted to do, and I remember calling this, I was like, Hey man, I'm going to try to do like a swanton bomb, senton bomb. And, uh, if I, panic because i'm a i'm afraid of heights and i'm kind of a pussy if i panic i'm probably just gonna do an elbow and he was like yeah either way <laughs> so i ended up doing the elbow but i got pretty good air at least in my mind crowd popped for it all, all 12 and uh missed that and then he did the uh the old military press 
burnt power slam, the Johnny the Bull Stamboli forget about it move, um, which is crazy because I almost unintentionally sandbagged him. Like he picked me up so fast after I missed the elbow and just like deadlifted me over his head. And I was like, you are a very strong gentleman and just pressed me. And then, you know, got the, got the win. And so I had a good time. Honestly, it was fun. Um, but you know, we were doing random shots like that and and not as much PPW. I, I feel like they stopped running for a little bit. Oh, that's man. Uh, so the, they lost, we lost the building. Um, somebody reported it for not being up to code and like the fire department came and I feel like it was just like some back and forth bullshit with the, the rivalry with the, like the, the other companies in the area. It was stupid. Um, so there was a period of time where that we just couldn't run for like months. Um, so around this time, uh, we're doing random shots, but we're still pretty popular. We, you know, we were pretty active on, on social media too. So, you know, we made a lot of connections and, uh, we get a Facebook message from this gentleman and I feel like I've named a lot of people on this. So I'm going to kind of respect some integrity and not name people. Cause I feel like that's kind of shitty, but, um, super nice. Like, Hey, uh, my name's so-and-so, um, I- I'm, I'm, you know, putting, trying to set up like a startup indie, like pro wrestling company. Uh, and oddly enough, we knew because we saw it on Facebook, right? And it was called Nashville Pro Wrestling. Super, it's a creative name. Uh, and it looked cra- like crazy good, like artwork. And they announced like um, like guys on the show, like uh, Matt Cage, who does not wrestle anymore, but was gaining a ton of steam, um, working for like Dreamwave and some bigger indies. And uh, Christian Rose, who I'm, I'm pretty sure doesn't wrestle anymore. And... Um, Adam Page, you may have heard of him, was was originally scheduled for the first show before he really blew up. And uh, Stephen Walters, who you all may also know now as uh, Dash Wilder in WWE, part of the Revival, who also didn't end up working the first show, but had agreed to work shows. Um, And so was added to the roster by proxy. Um, And uh, just a bunch of dudes who, like, are legitimate professional like indie wrestlers who were like right on the brink of being a really really huge deal and uh super cool and 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 we saw that and we were like damn what can we do to get on that show um and so anyway we he reached out to us and was like hey like i'd love to like meet up and chat sometime Uh, i like what you guys do come to find out this guy has been planning this for years and was at one and would go to all these local wrestling shows and scout um, just all over Tennessee and just scout and probably, you know, outside of Tennessee too, um, and watch the show and just see who he liked. And he let us know he went to one of those FTW shows, those, those back in like 2012, uh, when we were first coming into the Holostar thing and said that we really stood out to him. Um, and he still remembered us from that and then had seen like us, you know, past that point too. And just, you know, wanted to, to bring us in. And so I cannot tell you like after wrestling for around three years at that point, like, um, maybe two years. Yeah. Two years at that, almost three. Um, that was crazy to get that sort of, callback like hey uh you know i'm starting this company and you know he obviously had a ton of money behind it and there were multiple people involved um hey you know we uh we got all this money uh behind this and we would love to uh bring or at least you know talk to you guys and i'm like oh shit so felt like it was a really big deal like this could be fucking good man like this could be a huge like indie that we'd be a part of right from the start and just like so excited our like little 20 year old brains exploding out of our heads and uh took it really seriously so we ended up meeting them at a buffalo wild wings the two gentlemen who were really like the the brains behind the operations literally the nicest most normal dudes and and i say that because a lot of time promoters are uh not what you would call normal these are just like legit normal dudes who love wrestling and just wanted to do something cool and uh you know we we met with them we discussed a lot of stuff and basically, it, you know, we took this as like, okay, this is like a job interview. So Mikey's acting all like 
he's like in character, which is hilarious. And, and I was like, we were just trying to be super full of personality to show like, Hey, we're fucking like, we're going to be amazing. And they knew like, they liked us for our characters. Like our ring work was okay, but like our characters, like we had personality and that's what attracted them to us. Uh, plus we were young and like not bad looking to be honest. So, you know, made sense for an upcoming company. Right. And, uh, they basically had already, you know, laid us into a lot of their plans and it was less about like interviewing us and more about just telling us more about them telling us what they wanted us to do. Um, and so like, that was, man, that was super cool. We laid out all these plans. They gave us like a, like a four or five month, you know, booking layout for us and what they wanted us to do. And they let us know that they had booked these kids, uh, named the elements of wrestling. Um, and so we were like, oh shit, like we had absolutely heard of them. And with all the shows we worked, we had for some reason never crossed paths with them. Um, and they're another local like team, young, young guys. And, uh, that was, uh, one of those things where I was like, man, like, uh, this is crazy. Like here's another really young team and they're, they're great. And we're going to work them at the first show. Uh, and so they talked about to us about the first show and they had booked out a college football convention um, at the Nashville Convention Center. So there's going to be thousands of people there. And they were able to set up a ring and run a show right in the middle of that. And so, dude, we were freaking the fuck out, dude. Like, this was the biggest thing that we had ever been asked to do, obviously. And, like, holy shit, this is our – we're going to finally start making something of ourselves, right? So then we start panicking because we're like the elements of wrestling. Those guys wrestled Cedric Alexander, who you may have heard of, and his former tag team partner Joe Black. Um, they wrestled all these all these teams and all these guys all across you know, different different indies, and they are they they're flippy. They do a lot of like you know shooting star press, four fifty backflippy shit, and like we had been really wrestling a lot of like southern style guys and. We were a little intimidated, which looking back is so funny because we were 20 and they were literally like 17 and 18. And they, you know, it's one of those, like we started wrestling when we were like 15 stories. And so us being intimidated by them, just like cracks me up. And so, you know, we're in talks with them and, um, we hit up, uh, the elements of wrestling guys. Um, and, and I, I'm feel comfortable saying their names. Like I know like they don't give a shit. Um, so it's Matt Madison and Caden Sade. Uh, Matt Madison, I'm not sure if he wrestles anymore, but Caden Sade certainly does. And we hit them up and we start talking. Of course, they're super cool dudes and very similar to us. You know, they're trying to really break out of the Southern scene and it's just tough when you're young and they're not big. Like people thought we were, were small, right? And, you know, Mike is six foot three. And yeah, I mean, at that time, probably only weighed like 170, 180 pounds. He's, you know, not like huge, but he was in great shape. And I'm like 6'1", like 170, 180 pounds. Like we're not tiny people, um, but we got, you know, looked down upon as small or whatever. And then you look at like elements of wrestling and like, I mean, Matt Madison was like, you know, five foot five. Caden's like five, six, five, seven. I guess I'm probably so off on that, but you know, weighed 150, 160 pounds. Like they're, they're tiny, but they were great, man. They were really good in the ring and you could tell that they worked a lot and they just like loved wrestling. And so we totally sympathized with them and, and, you know, we were so pumped about this. And so we did not wrestle for like a month getting ready for this, which is probably fucking stupid, but we just like trained and worked out really hard and like promoted the fuck out of the show. Um, they promoted the fuck out of their show, tons of advertisement and like, it was crazy. It was really fucking exciting. And, uh, could I tell you how excited I was? Cause I was really excited. Uh, we got spray tans for the first time, got fresh ass, like fade haircuts. And, uh, man, we were just pumped. And so the day comes and I still remember the feeling of driving to the convention center on that. I believe it was on a Sunday and just being so nervous to not only be like wrestling in front of all those people and be like with, you know, some guys we never worked before, but like a lot of the guys in those locker rooms, man, like you talked about Matt Cage, Christian Rose, like all these guys who we had seen like on YouTube who are making a name for themselves. It was, it was insane. And, uh, we get there, we meet everyone. Everyone of course is super fucking cool. Not going to lie. Like 
some of the dynamic was so weird because they really like paired together some of the really Southern style, like Tennessee wrestlers with these guys from like Illinois and Iowa and like the, the Midwest indie guys who are very, very indie. And so some of the styles certainly clashed. Um, but overall, like it was, it was good. Right. And, uh, there was a, a gentleman who was involved, uh, named Joe Carroll, who's not involved in wrestling anymore. Um, but ended up becoming a really cool uh, friend of ours. Um, he he wrestled in, or not wrestled, but he was a manager in USWO, and his name was Victor Van Glorious, right? And I, he, you know, I, we did we had really really limited interaction with him, uh, but he was kind of around, and I, I felt like I thought he was kind of a dick because he never talked to us at USWO because oh maybe we're the new guys, whatever. And he was around sometimes, and I remember him kind of getting treated like shit, honestly, too. So when he reached out to us, I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's involved with this? And he ended up being such a fucking cool dude, you know? It's so funny to, like, think about. You never know, like, what someone else is, like, thinking or how what they are. It's just all your perception. Anyway, we'll get into that. But cool guy. Uh, was a huge fan of us. Super fucking dope. He ended up being the one, like, editing the videos and stuff. So he reached out and, and talked to us about it. Super, super, super cool. Um, and so, you know, uh, we're in the locker room and we're getting prepped, we're getting dressed and just like listening to these guys work out their matches. It gave us like, our confidence was so low. We're like, God, these guys are going to fucking kill it. And like, we are going to be literally awful. Um, and, uh, it, it ended up being that for whatever reason, they wanted us to be like the last match, which they can call it the main event, but that's the main event. And uh, we were the last match of the show. So we had even more time to just sit and stew. And like, we're working out the match with elements of wrestling. You could tell they're visibly nervous also, but we got along with them like instantly, like just instant chemistry. And I was like, we're going to have a good match because like we get along and we have similar mindsets. They can do cool shit. We can like let them do cool shit and they'll let us do our shit. Um, talk to them about a ton of stuff. Um, Started feeling more comfortable, I guess, because everyone in that locker room was so cool, man. They were so just, like, complimentary of us. And uh, we uh, – complimentary but also realistic, and I'll get into that. So we um, we plan out the match. Everyone else's matches probably go 10, 15 minutes. ton of people, literally 1,000 people out there just kind of stop by and, like, look and watch. No one knows who the fuck we are. Uh, finally, like, hey, it's go time. Um, but what they wanted us to do first is they really were trying to make this like an internet show, um, which is cool. It's fucking awesome. They wanted to do all these like vignettes and like make it like a real production, which I'm a huge fan of. Like, that's fucking awesome. And they wanted us to do this segment that they wanted to do like probably every show called Hanging with the Hollow Stars, right? Because they thought we were hilarious. And they were like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you guys, we're going to have the film crew, because they had legit like TV film cameras, follow you guys around. Um, you guys just walk around this convention and just interact with people. There were like booths set up because it was a convention and interact with the booths and, and we'll just get you doing stuff, right? And uh, I think it turned out great. Um, I remember just being kind of like nervous about what to do, but it just, we basically just like made fun of people and uh, asked if they knew that there was wrestling happening, you know, promoted the show, but made fun of people, did push-ups with, like, the army booth, and just, like, acted like idiots. And I thought it was good. Like, we had a good time, but literally, like, I remember them being like, well, that's not really what I was looking for. And I always look back on that, and I'm like, what more did you want? <laughs> but we had a good time with it, and that's all that matters. Um, so we did that, and uh, then, the, then it's match time, and... We come out, and then Elements Wrestling come out. They're wearing purple. No one knows who the fuck we are. They're a bunch of, like, football fans and, like, little kids watching these guys just wrestle. And uh, they're wearing purple, and I just, the whole match, they're chanting, let's go purple, which is funny. So they became Team Purple that night, and we were the, just bad guys. So we had the, like, the finish and, like, a lot of the ending, like, closing and, like, false finish portions uh, planned out. Uh, and other than that, it wasn't a whole lot. There was a couple spots at the beginning. So it just ended up being a slow build because Mikey really likes to like chain wrestle and technical wrestle. And 
So does Matt Madison. And they just got in there and just chain wrestled and chain wrestled and chain wrestled. Um, and then, you know, Caden got in. I got tagged in. We did some comedy stuff with Zach. Like, he was so good. Uh, the crowd thought he was hilarious. Um, and, uh, you know, all of our friends were there and they were filming it. And, like, it was just the whole thing, man. It was such a surreal experience. And we were so nervous walking out. But once we got in there, like, we weren't. It, it faded. And we had an okay match. It was definitely awkward and like some of the feeling out, you know, stages with folks you'd never wrestled before um, definitely happened. But overall, it was a lot of fun. But because of the slow build at the beginning and we just wanted to get our shit in, honestly, and uh, there was really no time limit. I mean, I remember them telling us like, yo, like you got like try to, you know, between, you know, 20 and 30 and in a wrestling match that's a shitload of time and between 20 and 30 is so vague like 10 minutes like how do you fill 10 minutes or not fill or whatever so we ended up going the full 30 maybe a little over that and i thought the match was good like I, we were happy with it and like elements of wrestling those kids they were like yo that was like one of the best matches we've ever had in tennessee like thank you you let us do our shit you guys did your shit we both played the parts really well the crowd was into it like that was dope we're like fuck yeah that was fucking dope and, like, we kind of got some shit for it, man. And it's one of those things. Luckily, like, it was still a really fucking cool experience. So it didn't really bug us that much. But I remember them saying, man, it was a little long. But it's like, yo, don't tell me between 20 and 30 minutes if you want it to be 10 or 15. You know? Go fuck yourself. Um, and that wasn't the the initial guy. It was, like, his partner. And I think he ended up, like, fading away from that. And he was just... I get it. He was just like, it was his first time running a show or his first time co-running a show. And he was just, he was fine. He was like, honestly a fine guy. Um, we got paid, which was good. (laughs) Sometimes you wonder about that. They definitely paid us. And, uh, then they have like this, uh, one of the guys ran a podcast. So he, you know, did a podcast afterwards and just interviewed all of us. And like, it just seems so professional and well done. They had such a nice ring and like had the logo and then the video got edited and it had real edits and it was like a real program, real like transitions and like logos and and, and like screencast. Like it was just really, really cool. And I remember being so excited to finally see it. And yeah, there were things I wish I would have changed. But overall, man, it was such a cool experience. And I feel like, I mean, that match still has a shitload of views on like YouTube to this day. Um, and I remember, you know, they really wanted to do like DVD releases and stuff. And this was just like kind of like a pilot show. Like it wasn't, they don't even, it was definitely the first show, but it wasn't really the first, show. like it was just a kind of like a tester show. It was like at a convention and um, that, you know, showed them like, hey, like we can fucking do this, man. Like it, it went really well. Everyone showed up. Everyone had a good time. And obviously there was a lot of money behind it, which is in my opinion a good thing some people don't like that for some reason but that's a good thing like we they put on a great show so they're like hey it's gonna be a few months but we're definitely gonna run another show um and it's i was like hell yeah let's fucking do this man um they liked us so you know we i remember asking like hey what did you think like hopefully you don't want us to not come back that's what i was worried about but they were like no of course like you're you know we want you to be a part of our like tag team division and uh I was like, hell yeah, man, let's do it. And then, you know, um, afterwards we didn't hear from them for a little bit. And, uh, I feel like we wrestled a few times and, you know, there's a lot of personal stuff going on. Like Mike and his girl at the time had these weird problems and like we were getting beat up, you know, just our bodies, which I understand, like, that's what you sign up for, but we were too young to be feeling some of that shit. And so we would take little breaks. Um, and you know, that's, I think, looking back is really probably was a sign like, yeah, maybe this is like, isn't going to be for us. But at the same time, it was such a weird thing because we were actually starting to gain like real actual success and we were just torn a little bit. And so we kind of just decided we didn't want to work shows. We didn't want to work and we were just going to work what we did. And whatever that meant is whatever that meant, man. Like if we get an opportunity and we get on like a ring of honor or when it comes to town or some of that shit, that's fucking awesome. But if not, we're happy doing what we want to do. Um, because you know, it's supposed to be fun. And when it starts not becoming not fun, it's not worth it in my opinion. And Nashville probably was worth it. So we absolutely were always going to work those shows. Um, and, and just, you know, with guys that we liked, and I feel like maybe like there was one USWO show where LT Fox asked us to come back and, and we did and it was fine. 
maybe there was a PPW show or, or something to that effect. And, and, and we worked that and that was fine. Um, but in the interim, you know, the show was months later and they finally like, here's our actual first show. We're running a legit venue. It's not at a convention, Nashville pro wrestling first, like big show. Is that they got a spot in Nashville? I think it was at a high school. Don't get me wrong. It it was still a high school, but it was like a nice big high school in the city. And uh it had a lot of money behind it. So we were like, hell yeah, sign us up. Um we were on their roster page, which was fucking awesome. First time that happened on their website. Like, dude, we were so pumped about it. And uh they started announcing like who was gonna be on that show. Um and we were like, holy fuck, here we go, man. So they announced Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards coming down to be a part of the show. And like, holy shit, man. Like, we were like, fuck, man, this is it. Like, we'd work shows with like Raven and Kid Cash and Brian Christopher. And I've talked about all that. But like, this was like legit, like indie guys that are big, like huge. Like, Davey Richards has been huge forever. And. We were huge, huge fans of Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards and that whole crew, Tony Kazina and like um, Bobby, F- like just everyone, basically the Undisputed Era. Now uh, we were always a huge fan of that crew, and so like we like lost our fucking minds, dude. And I'll talk about this on the next one, but Kyle O'Reilly was literally the coolest fucking dude I've ever met in wrestling. Like such a nice guy. Anyway, um, so they announced that we're already pumped. Then they let us know they wanted us to to get in to kind of a program with um at the time they were called team iou they eventually became uh the carnies and uh it was made up of of our of mikey's friend and i talked about him like four or five podcasts ago he was like what inspired mikey to go in he went to mikey's girlfriend's high school around the same age as us trained became a wrestler and that's mikey's like hey we can fucking do this right so that's him and he's it's like full circle it's f- pretty funny so he had a tag team partner that you know he met uh and um you know we they, they became team iou and it was like uh one of them was like I, I, at the time like a dog it was like a toy story type thing I feel like I don't really remember, but I feel like he was like one of them was a the dog, and then Nick, which is the the Mikey's uh, the guy that we knew was Nick, and he was like like in the mind of a little boy. He was an adult with the mind of a little. I don't know. It sounds super fucked up now that I say that, but that's what it was. And so we were gonna enter a program with them. We knew them. We'd been on shows with them. Like it was totally fine. They wanted us to film some shit. We made some silly videos with them. And, like, I wouldn't say we had great chemistry with them, necessarily, um, but it was, you know, it was what it was. Um, We were still excited, and then they announced what we were going to be in, and it was a, um, a, like, a tag team turmoil type match. Um, So, it was, like, us, Elements of Wrestling, um, IOU. Uh, some of the guys th- that Matt Cage brought down, who he, I believe he trained, that he was helping out. And then guys that Davey Richards brought down that he trained. So um, they were they were a tag team. And uh, that was that was crazy that um, that Davey, you know, brought these guys down that were, um, I can't remember. I'm trying to, when I'm, the reason I'm like stuttering is because I'm trying to remember what this guy's name is. Um or, or who who those guys were that came down um because one of them unfortunately had passed away um and that you know that just you know obviously all due respect one of them was Aaron Solo and uh he is Bailey's fiance actually um but he came down he was a super super nice guy I'm trying to find out who he tagged with. Uh oh, Darren Dean. That was his name, man. Also a really cool guy, and he like passed away, man. So that's super sad. But it was fortunate to meet him at that time, and he was a super nice guy, super cool. And so they were in that match, and uh there was some cool shit. Elements of wrestling pretty much worked the gauntlet, and they were going over real big, and I feel like we came out and fucked them over. Um Oh, I don't want to get into the match though. I'm going to get more into like what that show was like, but it it was just overall like 
holy shit, we're going to be on a show with Davey Richards and Kyle O'Reilly. We're going to be in this big tag team match. It's going to sell out the house. There's going to be thousands of people there. Someone from Ring of Honor is going to see us. They're going to sign us. They're going to fucking give us a contract. And then TNA is going to say, no, we want them. And then WWE is going to sign us to NXT. A lot of dreams. <laughs> of course, it did not end up that way. Uh, but, man, it was so exciting to be a part of something. And it just, like, it didn't take that long. And really, it shows you, like, how much of a show wrestling is. Because, you know, I think we did some cool moves. But I think, overall, we weren't the best we weren't the number you know the best professional wrestlers of all time we weren't amazing by any stretch of the imagination but like we had great characters and we were entertaining and we worked hard when we were out there and uh it paid off man and people liked us which i think is cool we were just nice guys like we were super nice to everyone and humble because we had nothing to be cocky about and i think uh that that gets you really far and opens a lot of doors and it taught me a lot just in life man just be be a cool guy and usually good things happen um and that was really how we got started with nashville pro wrestling man that was crazy times exciting fun times i probably said exciting um more times than i have in my life and i've probably said um more times than i have in my life either uh there's another one but i left out the m for you so that's, that's, I think, going to do it. Um, I really appreciate, you know, you listening to this. It's really fun for me to tell my stories. And, and hopefully you do get something out of this. Like, that's, yes, I'm doing this because I think it's fun. But also, I really hope there's, like, someone out there who's wanted to wrestle or who is, like, starting to go through, like, school or training and just wonders how someone else did it or just would like to hear some stories about when they did do it and, 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 it helps them out or at least gives them some insight into certain things. And that's really kind of the ultimate goal. Um, I just, I feel like this is something that I always um, wanted to do. And I just never thought that it was a, that I would do it, I guess, because I didn't know enough about like podcasting, like huge podcast fan. Like I, I spent so much time listening to Rogan and to, uh, Segura, like your mom's house and Chris D'Elia, and then, you know, obviously Jericho, Austin, X-Pac, um, Killing the Town, just all, you know, all that. I listened to a ton of comedy. Bang Bang is a huge one. Art of Wrestling, not so much anymore, but in the past. And uh, I just never really thought to do it in this format. And I think that it works, man. So if you get something out of this, please let me know on Twitter. Um, I'd love to hear it. Um, if you don't get something out of it, I'd also love to hear it. If you want to tell me I'm a piece of shit and I'm annoying, also tell me that. Just say something on Twitter, man. At uh, SpandexPod. Um, thanks for listening to this whole season, man. We're going to take a couple week break. And then we'll be back uh, for season two. Uh, another... 10 to 11 installments of, of some pro wrestling stories, um, some story time. We'll do what we've been doing, review the current product, and uh, we'll kind of take it from there. Guys, I really appreciate you listening. I still haven't fucking come up with a cool ending, like, catchphrase thing. I know I toyed with some stuff last week, uh, and so I want to come up with something. So if you think of anything, that's another great Twitter <laughs> at, uh, at me um, or, or DM me, slide in there. Um, Till then, guys, I'm going to be on TikTok, chilling, just watching folks on TikTok, watching those great characters, those cool guys, fucking do their thing. That's all I'm going to be doing. Uh, and then I'll be back. So thanks for taking a tour of the spandex planet. This has been Gorgon. See you in Sector 8. I got to come up with some space shit. I'm fucking terrible. Um, maybe one day I'll write something down. Other than that, guys, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Have a fantastic week. This has been me.